0: From Cross
1: to Fern Hill.
0: from High Cross Hill
1: to Halfway,
0: and across the southeast of Glasgow,
1: this is Cam Glen Radio,
0: 107.9 FM,
1: your local station. Telling Your Story with Joy Mitchell.
0: Hello and welcome to Telling Your Story on Cam Glen Radio. My name's Joy and today I'm delighted to welcome a fascinating guest, Diana Barkle. Diane is a solo theatre artist who is performing her stage show, Rise, to the Edinburgh Festival Fringe this year. So what is Rise? Well, led by a tiny spider, Rise is a darkly comedic, existential, at times explosive, solo play. Pulled through 20 characters, using flashback, magical realism and satire to explore artistic risks and rewards, the power of denial, roots of addiction, and rising to one's purpose in spite of it all. In our solo play, Diana tells her personal story of trauma and recovery and challenges stigma around mental health. We're going to hear from Diana who will share her story, speak about the importance of creative arts for health and recovery and highlight the role of community in her own journey. Today we'll be touching on some topics that can be distressing. So please be aware of this. And check out our Facebook page, Tellner Store and Cam Gland Radio. For support services you can contact. And has chosen some of her favorite music for the show, so let's start the show with Diana's first choice.
1: Cause you're a sky
2: Is that okay
0: to tell your story and wonderful to have you here sharing your story today. You've chosen some music for the show.
3: Why did you choose this first track? Well, thank you so much for having me. This is very, very exciting to be here. So uh, the first song I chose was Sky Full of Stars by Coldplay. And I decided to, to pick that one because I think that it's very. Uh, it's a very hopeful song for me, and it uh, really speaks to finding inner peace. And I also, um, I often say that there's a universe of people doing a lot of important work in mental health and healing, and to make this world a more compassionate place with whether that's more compassion towards ourself or others. And so I say I'm just one of the stars in the universe working towards towards that.
0: When I introduced you at the start, of the show was solo theater artist. Uh, who shares her personal story of trauma and recovery and challenges sticking around mental health Uh, how would you describe yourself and what's your background personally and professionally
3: i'm still learning how to define myself and describe myself but my current uh my current view is that i am an improviser turned advocate i um My background is in improv and comedy and theater Uh, from a very young age. I was on the stage doing children's plays. And now I really use that background to bring about difficult conversations around lived experience and mental health and healing. And my work for a long time was about bringing uh, through difficult conversations around sexual assault, recovery and adverse child experiences. And now it's really fascinating because it's becoming uh, speaking as an art advocate too, an advocacy for the importance of art in our lives. I do sometimes
0: think that creativity is very much at the heart of um you know what what we do as 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 humans. We we create feelings, we create relationships, we we create you know ways of communication. And I know you talk quite a lot about how um creative expression isn't just through words. And I'm, I'm hoping we can talk a bit more about that as as well I wonder if you could tell us about your next choice of music though and then we'll come back afterwards
3: uh my next choice of music um what is Wake Me Up by Avicii Uh, and I think that I really loved this song when it came out it really really resonated with me uh and I I remember this This song came out during a time period before I started telling my story. I was a um, an improviser, I was a comedian, and I was always on stage making other people laugh. And I was really living a very difficult experience um, as I was recovering um, from, from the assault that I talk about in my first show, Shattered. And so I remember listening to this song and just feeling like, oh, is this, is this a dream I'm going to wake up from? When is this all going to be over? And I think that as I continue to write more and more, I'm becoming... Uh, less living in that dream, less living in that, um, that disconnect between life and, you know, I don't know the word. (laughs) I'm like, I I use creative expression, but I don't always know the word. But you know, that feeling of living behind a glass wall of going through life that way. I don't, I don't really feel that way as much anymore. Um, And I also wanted to pick this song too, because we know that Avicii is no longer with us on, on this earth uh, and it's important that we do have these conversations because it is it is about life and death in some circumstances
1: Feeling my way through the darkness Guided by a beating heart I can't tell where the journey will end But I know Your story with Joy Mitchell.
0: So, b- before we were listening to that amazing bit of music, we were talking about the importance of creative expression and, and, and how that can sometimes help you, you know, move from living behind, as, as, as you described, a, a glass wall or um, you know, certainly my personal experience, I, I, I felt like I've been living in a bubble a lot of the time. And, you know, when you when you come out of that, when you actually start connecting to yourself and the world around you, it's, you know, it, it's a difficult, it's a difficult process, but it's creativity that is the heart of it. Um, now, do you want to say a little bit more about how you used creativity and creative expression to help you move from behind that glass wall?
3: Ah, uh, yes, yes. And I, I will say too, sometimes, you know, it's not a, a, for me, at least it hasn't been an all or nothing. Sometimes Sometimes, even now, I do, I do still feel disconnected. Sometimes, even now, um, I have moments of, of the creativity, the creative burst, and I feel really alive. And sometimes um, I, I don't. Like, I, I don't want to make it sound like I'm um, always not having that glass wall. But uh, I think that it's the creative expression has really allowed me to be able to find metaphors like that, to say, I don't really know what this word is but I can explain it to you in this visual, or I can, I can with creative expression, I can bring out, bring out this story that is going to create so many more layers to it than if I just used one word. Um, and I, I really see that in my, my first show is that the com- the conversations that come of it are so complex, uh, because the words I use and the expression I use might end up meaning something to somebody else Uh, whereas i feel like with with if we just use a word and label it we all kind of have a set definition of what that word usually means so creative expression for me has been really it's it's allowed me to find language i didn't i didn't have and sometimes those uh that expression is allowing me to tell myself something allowing me to see myself in a different way which has been really healing for me
0: that's fascinating, and um, you know that, that sort of reminds me of something I read in one of your blog posts. It was on the Trauma Research Foundation website, and you included some quotes in it from The Body Keeps a Score by uh, Dr. Bezel van der Kolk. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. One that stood out to me is, as long as you keep secrets and suppress information, you're fundamentally at war with yourself, and that performing your play brings this war with myself to the stage could you share Mm. some more info on what this war with yourself was about maybe some of your experiences and maybe self stigma and so on
3: oh yeah yeah stigma and stigma is a big one um shame is a main character of my show shattered and uh to be honest i didn't know uh i didn't read the body keeps the score until years after i had already started performing my play so i knew that i had uh shame is the main character i had truth i had denial and they were all kind of had their own unique perspectives on me and and my experiences and often very dif- differing uh, perspectives and so i knew that in the show they they have their you know vocal their vocal uh, expression there's even a part in the show of shattered where my mind all these different voices uh attack me verbally And I didn't know what that would, I didn't know what that was called until I read The Body Keeps the Score. And I read that quote of you are fundamentally at war with yourself. And I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, that's it. Where we have all these different pieces that are talking and having their own role in our lives. And I found that really with with recovery and as I've gone through trauma recovery, for me, it's about finding peace with those pieces or parts as they talk about it. And um, those characters, if you look at it from my my work, it's about finding peace and finding ways that they can work together. And I found that the first step for me was to uh, no longer keep that in silence, whether that's getting the truth out to myself in, in the form of a journal or whether that's bringing it to the stage. Um, sometimes it's just hard to admit even these experiences and these feelings to ourselves. So that's part of what my work is about, is about starting to admit it to myself so I can I can share it and bring it out to the world if other people are feeling that way.
0: And in that sense, are you acting almost as a bit of a mirror for other people as well, so that perhaps they can come and, um, you know, see your play and, and, and go, oh, you know, th- this is my story too?
3: It wasn't the intent. I, I, I think it's what's happened. I think a lot of this I brought to the stage because I couldn't keep it in silence anymore. And I... I just, with, with my first show, Shattered, I had run out of excuses not to write. And so I finally brought the story to the stage and I didn't really, I don't think I really knew what I was doing. I didn't consciously want to be a mirror, but I think that's what ends up happening. And um, even if people haven't gone through what I talk about in the shows, it's really amazing that they, it resonates with them a different way. They might have gone through similar feelings as a result of something else that has gone through. And then this new show that I'm bringing out, I think with a lot of my work, the goal is understanding and compassion. And with this new show, it is it is that as well, to be a mirror, but I think I'll see what in performance, but I think that's what ends up happening.
0: More about that. Um, after your your next choice of music.
3: Next one I uh, chose was Bird Set Free by Sia. Uh, and I chose Bird Set Free because this song deeply resonates with me. I, I really love Sia's work uh, and, I love that she says I sing off key and it it, for me is about releasing those those pieces of ourselves those pieces of our our past and releasing ourselves from our truth and um being okay with it not being perfect being okay with it being off key I love that
0: oh absolutely yes I mean oh
3: who says something's off key anyway (laughs) I know I know I know and I think that with it was really interesting for me as I was going through the recovery process, and I still am, I still am in it. Um, I think that always thinking that it looks a certain way, always thinking, I was always thinking that it was gonna be easy and perfect and over, and it's really actually can be messy and can be um, non-linear, and I love that it can be off the
2: Yeah. and okay with
3: that.
4: I was a broken thing Had a voice, had a voice But I could not sing You would want me down I struggled
0: Is absolutely fantastic. Now, uh, something that um has, has been sitting with me while I was listening to that was the visual, the visual aspects of of, of your work. And we we're you know we we're talking about being on a moon and so on and adventures about shattering the the, the glass wall. And, and I know in your your first play, shame was a character, and you visualized shame as something, didn't you?
3: Can you tell us yes. about more about that? Yeah, yeah, same. So, a lot of the characters in Shattered are uh, they're like little animation type characters, and and that again wasn't intentional. I'm I my background is in improv and comedy and character work, so um, the inspiration would come just kind of as like a, a voice or a movement, and then my mind would make associations with what that might mean in this, uh, you know, in the context of like everyday life. So with shame, he started as like a like a hunched back, like gnarled, like, you're not good enough, Diana, huh? You know, like this. And and then as I was trying to articulate what what the inspiration was, I realized that he acts like a cockroach. He um scurries, he whenever I stand up to him as the character of narrator, he scurries away. He's very um like hunched back and very uh fluid with his hand movements, uh just like their little legs are. And i just don't i don't love cockroaches and so i thought that that was a very fitting like a visual for for what that character would be like
0: so shame is in rise as well in your second play.
3: so shame is in rise as well um he's he still is cockroach-like um but you end up seeing another shade of him it's really interesting i start to take um as he's also very villainous in in rise but you start to see the way that shame in some ways in my life. And so you, in some ways, uh, there's a more compassionate tone towards shame, uh, because rise is all about adverse childhood experiences. And in some way, having the shame and the stigma, although it did put me at war with myself for many, many years, um, having that shame and stigma in some ways kept me safe from things that might have harmed me even further. So. In Rise, you start to see the the journey of that um, of that realization. Um, and I'm not advocating for shame and stigma. I'm just saying that in Rise, he takes on a more complex definition than just a cockroach.
0: <laughs> and, and, you know, that's come about, as you say, through compassion for shame. And of course, shame was yeah an aspect of, of your experience. So it is self-compassion there, isn't it?
3: It's self-compassion. It is is self-compassion and it's yeah it's starting to see that that story that i was so ashamed of and in some ways still very much am and to start to break it down and to really question wait why are we ashamed of it wait why put this stigma on myself um and so of course like i said it's a process but it's interesting to start to see the compassionate side of me and shines a little bit of light on that and i've definitely done it in little, little bits like i I definitely have, this has been a very long process. Um, but I think it's important to have compassion for ourselves because until we get to that point, we I found in my life, I can't have as much compassion and for others and I can't really show up in the way I would love to be in this world.
0: So creative arts and creative expression, um, you know, supports you on a journey towards self-compassion as part of healing. Uh, how do you think creative arts more broadly supports mental health and wellbeing?
3: I think that, as you were saying earlier, every human is, we create, that's what we do. We create, and we grow, just like flowers and, you know, nature. Uh, and I think every human has the ability to create in whatever medium serves them. And in order to use that um, to give voice to whatever we're feeling, whether that's through music, whether that's through painting, um, or whether that's through a, A a form that is not seen necessarily as, you know, the creative arts, it creative expression could be how you plant your garden. Um, but I think that it's an essential need of humans to feel seen and heard and to feel, uh, like they contribute. And so, however, that looks for somebody, I think is essential to, to feeling seen and heard and, and whole I've seen, I mean, I've noticed in my own life.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think there's something there about the, you know, when you're, you're talking about uh, this need to be seen, you know, it, w- without an audience, it can be hard to be seen. Does
3: that does that kind of resonate with you? Is that something you've experienced? I think it's interesting that in some ways I have an audience and so people do do see, they do see me, but they really see often how my story reflects in their life or how that that story what that story means to them so in some ways people see the story they don't necessarily always see me as a human if that makes sense um i think that the biggest part of this process has been the ability to present my story and hold conversations and connect people in community through the conversations and be seen in that way i think it's been also very important for me to be able to see myself and my um, experiences my emotions and in some ways, it's putting myself in community with with my my past and my my present experiences. So in some ways, it helps me see myself. So you're
0: the observer as well as the, the actor. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And I think we can all all be yeah. that. But it's it, it can be a tough journey.
3: Uh, oh, it's been very hard. It it has been, and it it still continues to be. It's um it's been important to have community so that I can continue to come out and know it matters. And it is a it's a it is a hard journey and I think any time we took we take a look at uh ourselves and difficult experiences or even daily life emotions we might have that takes courage
0: oh absolutely absolutely and i and I think um you know we, we can talk a bit more about that after your next choice of music so what is it and why have you chosen it?
3: Oh, I chose Paint It Black by Sierra, um, which is a cover <laughs> of of Rolling Stones, I think. Um, but I chose that because I'm a nerd and it's uh it is paint. It's paint. Um <laughs> so it's about creative expression. But I also chose this one because um with when I first wrote my first show, I was very calm Conscious of including comedy and putting on a smile and, you know, making sure that people were laughing and had the cathartic uh, release of laughter. With this next one, it started, I started writing it during pandemic and I really, it was a much more um, quiet time for me. It was much more, it's much more existential and it has a much darker tone. And so this song I find is dark, but beautiful and also has some inspiration, like lightness to it and that's similar to the need to like drop a smile for me to to be okay with it sometimes being uh black and dark but it still can be beautiful and hopeful <laughs>
2: See? Mm-hmm. Oh
3: From Farm Cross
1: to Fern Hill.
3: From High Cross Hill
1: to Halfway.
0: And across the southeast of Glasgow.
1: This is Cam Glenn Radio.
3: 107.9 FM.
1: Your local station. Telling your story with Joy Mitchell.
3: So that was uh, painted
0: black and that was a uh, choice of uh, Diana who's here with us today. Now, here on Camp Glen radio we talk a lot about the importance of community and that was something you touched on just before um, uh, we were listening to that track One, I mean our approach in, in healthy and happy which is uh, the organization that uh, supports Camp Glen radio I mean is our approach is one of community development whether it's geographical communities and neighborhoods or personal networks or communities of interest and practice and the power of communities we find is protective and supportive. And in your second blog post, uh, there's a powerful statement um, that you quote, which is that traumatized human beings recover in the context of relationships. The role of those relationships to provide physical and emotional safety. Can you tell us about the communities that keep you safe and have helped your recovery?
3: I have been very lucky to have a lot of a lot of really great communities. So I. I'm I'm a very lucky person in that, and I just want to say that um, when I was right now I'm in the solo theater community um, in in I started in Los Angeles, but now it's connected a lot of different solo theaters throughout the world. Um, and that's a very supportive community where people celebrate each other's work and I think that for a lot of us solo theater artists, it really helps propel us forward because um, to have someone. It can feel isolating at times, but to have fellow artists and fellow uh, humans that see the show provide a sense of community really helps uh, to keep going. And um, when I was, before I wrote my show, I was in the improv community. And I talk about that in the blogs that, that you mentioned. Um, and the improv community provided a really lovely, safe space for me to to play and to laugh and to have friends and be on stage and be silly. And nobody knew what I was actually going through. We were all just friends and putting comedy out into the world. Uh, so that was important for me to have community and not necessarily have to be talking about what what I was going through. I was very lucky in going through, uh, as I was going through recovering from the sexual assault, I was very lucky to have close friends and family members that were really there for me and supported me. I had a, a great center Uh, the local center, the local rape crisis center that provided um, group therapy later on in my recovery. So community has been really important to me. And as I do my shows, the talk back discussions afterwards connect us. Most of the audience doesn't know each other. They don't know me, but we're connecting in in community discussions and lived experiences um, that really connect us in our humanity.
0: It's fantastic. Thank you so much for that. Can you tell us a wee bit more about the uh, the talk back sessions at the end of your plays? Um when you were here last year, you had an organization um sort of join and impact. Can you tell us about that?
3: Yeah, yeah. Um so I uh when I go every every year, not every year, but I try to go uh, year over year, since 2019, when I took my first show to, to the Edinburgh Fringe, I try to connect with organizations that are working in mental health, uh, working in um, you know sexual assault awareness. This year, I'll be talking to organizations that work with um, adverse childhood experiences. And following the performance, I really like having a talk back discussion, because it allows people space after they've experienced the, the story, it allows them space to to sit back and reflect, possibly share their thoughts. They don't have to. But I also think that it gives us a, a bit of a buffer between going through the intensity of the experience of watching the play um, and whatever that brings up, and then going back into the real world. So the talk back discussion connects people in community and oftentimes will be focused on a certain topic. Um, with this, the, the one that you referenced, I, I did a talk back with Simi Scotland. And um, we talked about stigma and self stigma. And it was really, it was a really complex, interesting conversation. Um, And I've been working with them the last couple of years. They have really great resources. And I, as I go along in performing the talk back discussions and knowing how much the story means to people, that's really what, where I find the most value. I love performing, don't get me wrong, but, I really love performing the shows, but I also really love the connecting people and the, the after conversations that come from it.
0: Oh, fantastic. Again, that's about creating with each other and being able to experience and share compassion and forming new communities as well, I would imagine.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's been it's it's been a very cool experience. Uh and now I I go back you know, people I see every year in Scotland. Um, and yeah, it's developing communities and then connecting communities. Well, oh, Diana,
0: let's uh, take a break and uh, listen to your next choice of music. Now, what is it and why are we going to be listening?
3: Oh, this one is Alive by Sia. Um, Sia is uh, an artist that I, I, I really love her work and it has been very meaningful to me uh, as, I was going, as I'm going through my recovery. Process and alive is, um, how about being alive?
4: <laughs> I was born in a thunderstorm. I grew up overnight. I played. I took what you gave, but you never noticed that I was in vain. I knew what I wanted, I went on and got it. Did all the things that you said that I wouldn't. I told you that I would not.
0: your show Stattered at the Edinburgh Fringe and we're delighted that you're back again this year uh, and later this month you're going to be performing your new show Rise at the Edinburgh Fringe. Can you tell us a bit more about this? Uh, I mean what, what will people expect uh, or what can they expect when they come along? Was the creative processes were Rise also healing for you?
3: Yes, yes. So um, the, the creative process for Rise has been very healing and so was the process for shattered they both they, they both really have brought so much into my life and um with shattered i brought that in 2019 because that was the 10th anniversary of these cells i talk about in the show and so i tried to go i tried to go to edinburgh in august because then that month for me means performing my work and supporting difficult conversations um and it's really a uh, an an honor to to the the version of me that uh was so deeply harmed and showing that i can be um i can be this vibrant performer and i can now hold the space that other people held for me so so long ago before i was able to speak my truth so that's why i go um to edinburgh and this year with rise um it's a different lens into a lot of the uh a lot of the experiences i talk about and shattered so it's a it's a um, similar characters. A lot of the same characters repeat. Uh, so people who have seen Shattered will see uh, some callbacks, as we call them in comedy. But uh, although Rise is not comedic, <laughs> but people will see to uh, Shattered in Rise. Um, it is a it's a it's very dynamic in movement. It has a dark tone to it, but it's magical realism. So we're on a metaphorical moon. Um, Truth, rage, and purpose are the three main characters. And they are interrogating the the narrator me um, to face parts of her past that she didn't she doesn't want to. So as we as you talked about in the intro, it is really about the power of denial as as a coping mechanism. Um, and exp- the audience will experience uh, an intense show, but a hopeful show. And hopefully, they'll also get a, a window into how adverse childhood experiences can follow an individual well into adulthood. And how they can find peace with those experiences and live full lives. Um, and alcohol use and coping mechanisms become a, a piece of my work in Rise and about shutting those things of parts of ourselves we don't want to acknowledge. People do often do that through substance. Um, and you okay. see you'll see that in Rise. It's all about the, the relationship. Uh, I talk about the relationship of of alcohol use and what that what that brought to me, what that took away from me um and rise is not a story of sobriety it's a story of discovering uh, a relationship and discovering uh, the parts of ourselves that we're trying to shut out Um, as far as the creative process with rise it started in pandemic i just picked up a journal one day and i started writing and the character that came to me was my childhood rage <laughs> but she was a tiny spider in my mind's eye and i just kept writing and all of a sudden I had this beautiful concept that I really wanted to follow and I've continued to write throughout the years and um, so I believe Rise I'm I'm bringing forth the first chapter but I believe it will actually be a series of works so we'll see
0: and can you tell us about your next choice of music
3: uh, oh this one is a uh, sweet disposition by temper trap this song for me again is during the time period before I started speaking my story and i would listen to it and i would just feel such release i it for me it just the movement of the music really helped me to to just calm down and and allow the the song to give me a moment of peace and give me a break Swing.
0: to your mental health and well-being as an artist and especially as a touring performer
3: it's definitely been a process I think I didn't when I first started performing I didn't understand uh that there I thought that I would just get on stage and everything would be great and I would get off and the stage and you know there would be no need for self-care um that's not that's not how life works (laughs) and there's there's time when you need to rest and there's time when you need to make sure For me i there's time where i I need to make sure i take quiet space and walks in nature and and as i tour i make sure that i have um accommodations that are comfortable for me and quiet and provide me a sense of um security and um protection really um around my um mental health my physical health i make sure that i set up boundaries too i think boundaries are really important which is something especially as a person who has adverse childhood experiences, learning boundaries in my life is is an ongoing process. So as I perform, I um, I set up boundaries, whether that be with myself or with people I'm talking to. So if I bring forward a piece in, of my story and my work and someone has a question about that, I allow myself to decide how much I want to share. It might be that it's a piece of my history I still haven't worked through fully yet. I don't necessarily want to share more than I've put on the stage. So I say, uh, you know, I'm I'm not really open up that piece quite yet, or you can check out the next chapter, or I, I do something to make sure that I honour my own, my truth and boundaries.
0: Well, the time goes so quickly on telling your story and we're nearly the end of the show. Dan. it's been a delight to meet you and hear your story. If the listeners came to attend your upcoming shows, and I'm sure they will, when is it and how do they get tickets
3: ah yes thank you please see the show um it's uh it's really i'm very proud of this piece of work um it is on the 22nd through 26th of august at the space uk at surgeons hall at the edinburgh festival fringe at, at thirteen fifty five, and they can uh get tickets on the space uk website or uh the edinburgh fringe website Or edfest.com.
0: That is brilliant. Thank you again. We'll finish with your final choice of music. Can you tell us about it, please?
3: So although I bring somewhat dark stories to the stage through comedy or through magical realism, at the end of the day, I am still hopeful and joyful. And that's an important piece of my journey is that despite what I've lived through, despite what I've gone through, the joy inside has not died. And it's there, it's always there for me to access. So I chose Don't Stop Believing by Journey.
0: Fantastic. We will listen to that now. Thank you again and uh, all the very best with Rise at the Edinburgh Festival.
3: Thank you. Thank you so much. It was really great to be here.
2: Just a small town girl living in a lonely world. She took the minute. city boy, born and raised in to He took the midnight.
1: Stevenson on Can Gwen Radio.